Hello, everyone. Good evening, and welcome to Alex Feels Like Shit. <laughs> Same. I do. I feel a lot better than I did yesterday at the game. Yeah, I am very much convinced. I did some research today that I have what they call cedar fever. And I didn't know what that was. And then I saw it on the internet saying that I guess it was like the cedar fever was really high this year. And I'm like, what the hell is that? So I go online and I look at the symptoms. Literally almost every symptom I have is that. And I was like, hmm. I'm, I, I guarantee you that's what was wrong with me for the past like three days. Because yeah. I'm like 99% sure it wasn't COVID because I... I wasn't COVID. So I blame cedar fever for my illness and I'm sticking with that. I blame other things for mine, but we don't have to enlighten everyone on that. No, no, that's nobody's business, but you're no, I'm a okay. I just don't feel the best. Of course. Of course. All right. So shit happens. I got my whiskey and Coke. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm telling myself it's for my throat, you know, because I have to go back to work tomorrow. So I have to like interact with people. I don't have to teach yet. Thank God. But I still need to like interact with people. So I need to be able to speak. So yeah, drinking a little bit of whiskey and Coke here or Dr. Pepper rather. But anyway. All right. Let's get into it. Yo, it's us, you girls, part me, Alex, <laughs> the only lumberjack basketball podcast on the air because we're super cool. And that's that. No explanation needed. Okay. So <laughs> I had nothing else to say. This one's going to be a double episode. So we will start with New Mexico State, which was Thursday night. Um, Kyle was in town. Whack Hoops Digest, Kyle McDonald. That was exciting. I didn't get to see him a whole lot, but uh, tell us. I know you got to take him around a little bit, so we haven't gotten to talk about that yet. So tell us. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. So, most people know that we hung out with him a little bit after the game, uh, the New Mexico State game. Um, after after the game at Nine Flags, uh, he was doing his thing post-game, and we all went over, and myself and Jacqueline and Matt uh, went over to Nine Flags and were waiting on him and ordered him some food. And then we just sat around and chit-chatted for a little bit. And then the next day was, so that was Wednesday, right? The, uh, yeah, so, so the next day was the girls game. And I was going to meet Kyle for uh, like brunch, lunch that day at Dolly's. Uh, but that's when I woke up and I started feeling like extra dog, like dog shit-ish. And I was like, no, not doing it. Sorry. Love ya. I'll see you on Friday if I feel better before you leave. He's like, all right, cool. That's fine. He had a bunch of stuff to do that day anyway. So I was, I didn't want to like hold him back anyway. So then Friday morning, um, he, we messaged each other and he wanted to go, uh, before he left for Huntsville, uh, to uh, butcher boys for lunch. And I was like, perfect. I feel better this morning. I have more pep in my step. I don't feel like dog shit anymore. Um, let me, I'll meet you at butcher boys. We'll have lunch and then we'll drive around NAC and the campus and stuff. And I'll kind of show you and point out 
things and historical parts about downtown Nacogdoches. And so that's what we did. We ate. Um, and he's so sweet. Like he literally waited until I got there to eat. Cause he got there a little bit earlier and got his food before me. And I was like, Kyle, like your, your freaking burger is gonna be cold. He goes, no, it's all right. I'm like, no, like, I love you. I love you guys. But if I'm my food's here, I'm eating it. I don't want cold food. Same. Anyway, I want other people to do the same thing. So exactly. And so I literally told him twice on my way there. I was like, Kyle, if you have your food before me, like eat your food, please. For the love of God. He's like, no, it's fine. I'm like, yeah, for God's sakes. All right. So we ate and then we, uh, I was blocked in someone parked, like literally here's my car. And then someone parked like this close to my freaking driver's seat car, like driver's side door. And I was like, well, I can't get in. I mean, even if I was a toothpick, I couldn't get in. So, which was fun. Uh, so we just took Kyle's hybrid car around town, which doesn't even sound like it's on, which is wild. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he drove and I just kind of told him where to go. I, 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 you know, I took him around NAC. Um, downtown area and then I, we stopped at the brewery and even though we're closed I you know a bunch of guys were in there doing the deep clean so I took him around the brewery got him a brewery shirt so now he has a Fredonia shirt um, and then we, I just drove him around I showed him where I live my house because he goes um, I was driving in on on Wednesday or whatever and I saw like there's really big house up on the hill on university I'm like yeah that's my uh, that's my uh, subdivision he goes you live in there? Like, yeah, but that's like, I don't have a big house like that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very misleading. Not all the houses in that, in our, my subdivision are that big. There are some big ones, but I, no, I do not have that big of a house. Anyway. So uh, that's what we did. We had a great little time. I'm glad that he enjoyed himself. You know, I showed him some campus stuff, um, some things he didn't see or things he said he was wondering about because he would see it on social media and he hadn't um, hadn't seen it before, but yeah, no, I, I think in a really good time in Nacogdoches and, um, excited for him to come back soon, hopefully, and stay longer and do more things. But, but yeah, Kyle, this one's for you, bud. Cheers. Yeah, that's fun. Okay. I'm confused though. Cause I thought he was going to Huntsville for the boys game and didn't the boys play Thursday. He was going for their double header. So he went, the, the boys had a double header with the girls on Saturday Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got but yeah, so they did play, but okay. then they also had a double header on with okay. the girl game and a guy game on Saturday. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, so yeah, so he went down on Saturday or Friday night or Friday afternoon, I guess rather. Um, I don't know what his plans were for Friday, but Saturday he definitely went to both games. Um, and then he said he was leaving and going back up to Dallas Fort Worth area to visit, I think with his sister, I think his sister, he said his sister lives up there before he heads back to Utah, which I'm assuming was today. I don't know what his plans are uh, when he's leaving, but yeah. Hope Kyle had a good time in Texas. Can't wait to have you back and have more fun. Yeah. I know it was good to see him. I, I didn't get to see him for long, but I, Matt, uh, Matt Postens was there. So we got to have a little drink before the game and then, you know, yeah. well, like said, we got to hang out for a little bit after the game, but since I had to drop back, I, I couldn't say very late. So. Yeah, I love when I love when Postons comes down too. He also brought a big box of beer for all of us at the brewery for shifties, and so that was really nice of him. He did cool. that. Too. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, I'm cracking up though because I'll give one last shot, one last one last thing to Kyle because it was funny. Um, so uh, he texted me this morning and said, "Hope you're not too hungover after celebrating last night." I was like, I "Actually, didn't go out after the game." <laughs> so Jacqueline had to leave. 
literally immediately after the game to go back home for an event. Um, and then I just, so I just went home. <laughs> I didn't go anywhere. The brewery's closed. I didn't do anything. I literally went home, ate dinner and like watched shows and TV shows that I haven't had a chance to watch, you know, before school starts back up. So I was like, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I, w- I wish I could have, well, even if I could have stayed, I wouldn't have felt like doing anything. So no, if anything, we would just maybe go like sit at the brewery and watch other people like clean. Uh, that's all I would do. And like drink a glass of mead. That's all I would probably do. Yeah. Mm. Everyone thought I was hung over at the game yesterday. And I was like, I wish that's oh, why. No. That's what they thought. Well, I know Jackson did. Cause I was like, I'm just oh. concentrate on not puking. And he's like, are you hung over? And I'm like, I wish I was, I wish that's why I felt bad. I know. Actually, when we were walking out, he did say he goes, I feel, I feel bad because I thought Jacqueline was like sick for another reason. Then she said it was for this reason. And I was like, yeah, he goes, man, it sucks. sucks. Okay. I mean, yeah, I was like, welcome to female life. babe." Yeah, now, it could be one or the other. You never know. Um, anyhow. All right. So Wednesday night. So Wednesday night, Alex was not feeling so good. And I was not. Man, I was, I was in rare form for anyone. I think, I think I gave you my energy and my crassness and all everything that I normally say and do during games. Jacqueline like took over because, like she said, I wasn't feeling one hundred percent. I couldn't really my my throat was a little sco- like sore. I couldn't really yell, um, but I was there and I was cheering. But I couldn't like scream at people like how I normally do and yell defense. She took over. She was like a damn possessed demon you know what i was thinking today though actually i think i think the emotional part of the pms thing for me kicked in wednesday (laughs) okay yeah because i was in rare form and then this weekend actually physically felt bad but um yeah you poor thing oh yeah but wednesday you were on one and then at the post game at nine flags you were even on one and you were there was a bunch of New Mexico people there at the bar, like having a post game drink. And literally she was getting so riled up. She goes, yeah, bring them over here. I don't care. Let's go. And I'm like, Jacqueline, they're not even talking. <laughs> they're not even talking to us. Well, to defend myself on that, Kyle said they were mad. And I thought he meant they were mad at us or something. And I was like, bring them over. I'm ready to fight. I'm like, Jacqueline. Talk it out, man. She was, ready, she was ready to whoop some ass on Wednesday. She didn't care who it was. Which, if you just looked at her sideways, she was coming at you. She was about to square up with everybody. Anybody. <laughs> anybody. anybody. I know. Free player, fan. Who she was ready. ready. I was ready. Um, you were ready. Yeah, anyhow. Okay, so background. So last year, uh, we played New Mexico State at home, and they beat us. And then we beat them on the road. Yes. At home, they beat us pretty badly. Not bad, pretty badly, but anyway, 72 to 58. Um, and then we beat them on the road by two. Coming into this game, they were 7-7 seven and seven overall and 0-2 and two in the whack. Not looking, not, not looking to be a good start for them. No, and, you know, we were kind of talking a little bit about this at post game and, and, and at Nine Flags. You know, and we're not going to say that it's 100% the off-court stuff, but I feel like a lot of it is probably due to the off-court stuff that's going on with them. Um, not help. No, not at all. And, and if you have no idea what we're talking about, all you have to do is literally just Google New Mexico State basketball 
and gun. <laughs> Maybe not even up. It should come up on the top news articles. That is true. It should. It should. But uh, but anyway, regardless, I I do feel bad for the the players that had nothing to do with that situation because that they weren't involved. They have, they had nothing to do with it. And they're just like innocent bystanders in this. And, uh, it, and also another thing to think about too. I'm not, again, I'm not trying to toot New Mexico state's horn. We know how good they have been in the past. Um, and so honestly their struggles right now mean zero and shit to me, but I, I do have to say that they do have a brand new coach. They do have literally almost a brand new team. I think only one person returned from the team that won the WAC championship tournament last year and he didn't really play that much anyway so again like there's a lot of stuff going on with that program and I mean you hate to see it but at the same time oh well I mean no skin off my back to be fair like it sucks but yes I mean yeah every year has the potential to be a completely new year so yeah, exactly. So, oh, well. Um, whoop our ass again. Who knows? Oh, exactly. You never know. You absolutely never know. Um, anyway, so we'll go over or I'll go over the wax standings and also we'll add in the, the wax seating for the tournament um, as well. Once we go over the GCU game, so it's more updated because obviously it wouldn't make sense talking about a game that happened, you know, almost five days ago. So no purpose there. Um, so, yeah, game notes, typical, typical stuff there. Um, had the same starters as last time, right, Jacqueline? Yep, we had Trail Nana, Nigel, Day Day, AJ, pretty much our starting lineup for the past however many games. Uh, we did win 69 to 60. The attendance uh, was 2,644. And to start off, Sean Kennedy's stat section. Uh, our field goal percentage was 42.4%, um, which is higher, a little bit higher than theirs. There's 39. Our three-point percentage was 35%. Like to see that. Um, our free throw percentage was not so great at 63.2. But to be fair, theirs was 53.3. So not a good free throw shooting night. Um, our points in the paint, we had 24. Our points off of turnovers, we had 18. Second chance points, we had 12. Fast break points, six. Bench points, uh, we were almost exactly the same as them. We had 22, they had 23. Uh, our total rebounds we had 36 um they way out rebounded us they had 44 um we had 11 offensive boards and 25 defensive boards and fouls we had 19 turnovers we only had eight and they almost doubled that with 15 um wow yes deals we had seven blocks we had six our game leader was, of course, surprise, because he's the game leader almost every game so far, uh, Day-Day with 18 points. Uh, he hit every stat this game. 18 points, four rebounds, two assists, three blocks, two steals. Zero turnovers. Major, major, major game. Major game from him, 100%. Zero turnovers. Shout out to Day-Day for no turnovers, too. And he only got three fouls. He didn't foul out. Uh, again, another <laughs> I love that's like the main thing now. If we can if we can guarantee that Day Day doesn't foul out, like it's gonna be a good game. Yeah. Yeah. Um oh my gosh, yeah. So I would say moving straight into oh, player of the game. Sorry, go ahead. Uh well we all, so we also had trail uh, 15.3 rebounds. One is this Day Day has to be the the player of the game for sure. Yeah, he I think he was the player of the game in that game anyway. Pilgrim's 
player of the game. Yeah, and he he's my player of the game as well. I mean, just he was out of sight. Um, but obviously Trell, and I'll, I'll, you'll hear me talk about him, t- Trell, later. But, um, yeah, no, he, tr- I just can't with – I can't with Day-Day. Like, it's just – it's it's not even coming like – it's not even – I'm not even tired of talking about him. The, you know what I mean? Sometimes I get tired of talking about people because they're just – it's like, wow, we know they're good. I, I just can't – I can't stop. Yeah. You can't stop me, baby. Can't stop, won't stop. Um, so uh, so moving into the strengths, obviously for me, the one of the biggest strengths is, again, the fact that we're getting our bench back and we're getting our starters back. Specifically, we got JJP back, baby. Oh, my God. Having Jalen Jackson Posey back, and either if he's starting, it doesn't matter. Off the bench, doesn't matter. He's back. He's playing. He's putting in quality minutes and quality time. For his first game back, JJP played 13 minutes. He had no points, but he also played really well. He had the biggest, the biggest and most disgusting block I've ever seen in my life. And he did it with his hand that he freaking hurt. Yeah. It, that was the wildest block I've ever seen in person. Probably maybe it was insane. And I hated that. Like the, the video that they got of it did not even do it justice. I, it would have, they needed to have literally a video like right by the bucket in yeah. order you know what I mean? Like it was the video from up at the top and I know that's all we had, but yeah. Holy moly. That block was absolutely insane. Like he came flying into the paint and, and the fact that he got all ball was nuts. And the fact that again, he blocked it with his hand that he hurt. Yeah. And, and with force. Oh my God. Whenever I watched it back, I guess they didn't count the other one a block, but there was another one that I, I would have counted as a block. Um, mm. Yeah, that one was insane. And yeah, like you said, we were so happy to have him back. That was definitely the highlight of the game. Oh, 100%. Highlight of the game for me, 100%. I can't even say 100% more. It's like 300% for me is having Jalen back on the court, suited up, playing, giving quality minutes, either again off the bench, starting. It doesn't matter for me. Um, as long as he's in the game. And then also with that play that that disgusting block that Jalen did that we'll probably be talking about for a few more months, honestly. Um, shout out to Derek for the quick rebound there because, again, the ball, he smacked the sh- out of that ball. And Derek was right there for the rebound in order for us to get it back on our end of the court. So shout out to Derek for 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 being there ready to go and, and getting the rebound. Um, Derek was really on top of it this game because I had a few notes on him as well as well, I can't even talk. Um, he had a Sorry, really- I can't talk either. I probably sound like a man. It's whatever. He had a really, really great steal and fast break too. Um, so he was he was definitely like aware and in the game, proactively thinking like two two steps ahead every time. Uh, so that was awesome. Um, another note about players coming back: we've had him back for a few games now, but I feel like this game is whenever Rati really got his groove back on shooting. And I was I agree. so happy to see it. So he was he was our third leading scorer with 11 points. He was four of 10 from field goal, one of four from the three-point line, and 100% on his free throws. Um, yeah, I was so happy to see him getting his groove back and get his confidence back. So I couldn't agree more. You know, I have so much respect for Rati because he's been he's been sticking it out um and, and he hasn't given up. And you know what I mean? Like it's easy to get discouraged when you're playing 
not up to the standards to what you put on yourself and probably what other people put on you. And I'm sure it's easy to, you know, have that as a confidence knock, but he's, he doesn't give up. He continues to go out there and he plays his hardest, whether he's starting, whether he's coming off the bench, it doesn't matter. This game, he was off the bench. Um, whatever's best for the team. You know, I feel like he, he, as a, as a super senior, as a, as a guy who's coming back for his final year, like he is just doing whatever he needs to do to, to help the team out and also be, have a positive season for himself. He had, like Jacqueline said, 11 points. He had three rebounds, four for 10. Yeah, he, he did great. He was hundred percent on his free throws. Um, loved it. Cause I'm going to go right. I'm going to go back to Derek really quick. I'm going to go back to Derek because God, I, again, I could say this about any guy on the team, but I, I just something about Derek and his off the bench presence. I've said this before about, um, about Kyle too, but um, Derek's been getting a lot, a lot of minutes lately back, which I love to see. And again, wild for me, Derek, again, I think this is maybe the second game in a row. I can't remember hundred percent, but I'd have to go back and look. He's, he had the most rebounds on the team. He had six total, you know, uh, he's, he is fighting down there in the paint, which I love to see that. I really do. He had two steals, um, he had six points. I, I, I just love Derek's on-court presence. He is, he's playing really, really well right now. Um, and I couldn't be happier to have him back as well. Yeah, I agree. He's, and you know, he is a really great scorer as well. I think that's kind of the part that he's been a little slow on getting back in the groove of after being injured, but his Mm -hmm. defense is always on point. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. 100%. Um, You know who else played really well this game? He had didn't have a lot of minutes, but damn, again, when he's on the court, it's like a whole nother burst of energy. I know exactly what you're going to say. I have the best note on him. Okay, let's say it in three. Three, two, one. Robbie. (laughs) I love him so much, and I'll have a lot more to say about him on the the next game's breakdown. Same, same. He had great drives. He had great defense. He had some second chance points, some and ones. I mean, he's so fun to watch. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm not going to say it right now because I want to say it for the for the GCU game, which is coming up later. Um, but Robbie, he is a he's a nut. He's a goofball, but he is one hell of a basketball player. And when you made the con- when you made the comparison between him and Leon Gilmore, I couldn't agree more. And he he's showing it more and more and more. Every every chance he gets back on that court, he's showing it again how well this kid can play. And remember at the very beginning of the season, they said that Robbie is going to be one of those. He's going to be a dog, an absolute. He's going to be one of the best players on the team. And I, I'm seeing it now because obviously if he was hurt, like he couldn't play. Um, and you didn't really see much of it at the very beginning of the season just because it was such a quick like boom and he got hurt. Holy moly. Rob played so well uh, this game again. Like I said, he he only played for seven minutes. But for the seven minutes he was on the court, um, he was 100% with his uh, field goals. He uh, made a free throw. Um, let's see right here. Uh, he had one not nasty block. Um, so he had five points total. And seven minutes in seven minutes he had five points yeah you know i mean that's almost a minute per, a point per minute 
Yeah, I, I love him so much. And yeah, he, he reminds me so much of Leon and it's it's the energy and the attitude for me. And I love it so much because like I've said this before, but you can just tell when a player really loves and enjoys playing. Right. And it makes a big difference on the court. It does because it, I feel like, and I mean, listen, there's all different types of players. And like, I certainly was a player who got in my own head a lot. But, like, you need that one player like that on the team to kind of remind everybody, like, yeah, we want to win, but, like, we want to have a damn good time doing it. Like, have fun. Yeah. Let's have fun. Like, let's win, but let's have fun doing it. And it just brings a whole different energy and I feel like pushes you over the edge. And, like, he has so much athleticism and talent that I feel like is going to be cultivated because – like when you look back at Leon, I think a lot of people didn't think Leon was even going to be like worthy of starting for the Jacks. And now well, he's playing G League, like doing great. And I think a good portion of that is because while he is very athletic and has a lot of raw talent, like he enjoys it. So he's going to apply himself and continue trying and not give up and get in his head and get easily frustrated. So I, I can't wait to see what mm-hmm. is for for Robbie because I, I think he's going to just – he, whatever his potential is, he's going to meet it. Like he is going to. Oh, a hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Um, I'm super excited to see him play and how the rest of the season uh, kind of rolls out for him. Um, all right. So last thing, a couple last things I have uh, good stuff. Bench points were great. 22 points. Love to see that. Uh, of course, having more people on the bench and available is it. Like I mentioned, that was my first, uh, my first strength, having JJP back and having the bench, having an actual bench now uh, just makes me so happy. And I'm glad that we're getting back to that. Um, moving into my last little section here. I love Trell so much. Yeah. I can't like he is my boy. Like I literally want to make a Trell shirt. I think I've said this before. I just want to make a Trell shirt. I don't know what I don't know what I'm going to do, how I'm going to make it. I don't know. I just want to make a trail shirt that I, has his like little face on it. Cause he just, his little smile, it just makes me happy. <laughs> I know, man. He was hey, Hi, Dennis, on I'm, vacation. All right. Where are you at? I think he's somewhere in Mexico. I can't remember. Ooh, Mexico. Punta Maya or something. I think I can't remember. Oh, okay. Nice. Oh, All right. But um, yeah, no, I, and trail was on it with the three pointers. I mean, he made like, well, I know he made two back to back and then it was maybe two possessions and he made another one. And uh-huh. oh, he's in uh, Puerto Vallarta, Vallarta. I know it started with a P and it was in Mexico. I can't remember. Good God. Dennis, I hope you're having a blast. I've always wanted to go over yeah. there actually. It's just go, go to like a all inclusive resort. That'd be nice. Jacqueline, should do that. I know. I need a tan. Yeah, I'm pasty AF. I'm Italian and I should not be. Here we I mean, come on. But no, back to Trell. I Trell is the heart and soul of this team. And I, we said it once and we'll say it again probably a million times. And I'll probably say it at every single podcast we do until the end of the season. He's the heart and soul of this team. There's a lot of guys that are – he. oh, Dennis said it's beautiful here. I'm sure it is. Oh, my gosh. I bet. Sending, sending – Dennis, we love you too. Hope you're having a blast. Um let us know when you're coming back to the sawmill, hopefully soon, maybe the Heckler Hayes reunion or something like that. The ambassador assembly coming up at the end of the month, maybe let us know. 
Um, Trell, heart and soul of this team. You could, I will die on that hill. I know Jacqueline will probably agree with me on that though. Um, he, when he's having a good day, everybody's having a good day. And when he's not having a good day, he's making sure everybody else is having a good day in some form or fashion, whether he's, you know, playing lights out defense or he's, you know, getting, you know, um, he's uh, hitting those threes like an absolute G like he, some of the threes that he lets go of. I know. Ne- I don't know if they're going to go in because they're just so nasty. Like he catches and shoots before he's even set that, that ball's off. And I'm like, Oh Jesus. And that goes in swoosh, you know, and sometimes he'll shoot from the parking lot and I'm like, no way, man, holy crap. And it goes in. And so he just has this, that magic touch with the three. And I, I love Trell so much because he's just, he's such a great leader on the team and he's not even a senior and everybody looks to him for, you know, whatever it is, advice or, or, or guidance or whatever. And I love that. I do. And he has one hell of a singing voice. (laughs) (laughs) You know what else? That was the first free throw of the season that he missed that game. Mm -hmm. Which is wild. Also what exactly like what we're that was that was at that game. That was the third game of the season uh, for, for conference. We've had how many other games? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just crazy, crazy to me. And I love Trell so much. He He's my dog. He's my dude. I will ride or die for Trell. Um, if anybody ever messes with Trell or hits him or punches him or elbows him in the face one more time, I'm coming over the barrier and I will absolutely end your soul. Um, mark that, take it down. I don't care if I'm being watched by the FBI, double middle fingers. I don't care because nobody hurts that sweet baby child. Yeah, there's there's a few of them that we would square up for, and Trell's definitely one of them. I would square up for a lot. Yeah, yeah. Trell would be number one for me. Not that I don't think he couldn't handle himself, but that's just my dog. You don't. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, any more positives on your end? Uh, that was the end of mine. Except, I mean, just I literally on my notes, I put "damn it, day day" because. I could I could talk for an hour about all the great things that he does. So that's y'all facts. the game, you know. It's a facts, and I, I I guess to encompass my positives, um, in in one thing is just saying that you know it's it's nice to get a good win like that under our belt before moving on to the GCU game. Um, yeah. If if we would have come away with that game with a different result, not saying the GCU game we might not have won, but it could have been a whole different game, whole different atmosphere, whole different, you know, uh, mental psyche with them coming in um, after just uh, beating Sam Houston. So, you know, and and so uh, great game. I loved the fact that they came into the sawmill and we got some, we got some payback and uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. So, Moving on. With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. You. All right. I'm going to have this drink gone before the first game we've, we're done talking about. I need to slow down. Um, all right. So fire us off, Jax. I'm trying to think about mine. So. <laughs> oh, God. I... 
yell at the refs more in this game than I have in my entire life combined. I'm pretty sure. I um, could, well, I could at least vouch for the X amount of years that we've watched basketball together. Yes. The only other game that probably comes close was, uh, I think maybe it was like the year before last at Sam when uh, the refs kept telling our dudes to sit down, but their dude was literally like standing up coaching. <laughs> that got me real fired up. But uh, I think that was last year. It was either last year or the year before. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. okay. So yeah, this, yeah, yeah. My main grievance was, and listen, it, it happened again in the in the Grand Canyon game, and we'll we'll get to that. But <laughs> these players were holding worse than I have ever seen someone hold in their entire life. Like, I mean, it looked like we were at like a swing dance class or something, and they were about to like try to pick the dude up and twirl him around his head or something. Like this yeah. guy was literally reaching all the way around to the front of Nana's jersey and grabbing him, and they would not blow the whistle. And I was. I was literally about to lose my mind because I've never seen know, we've talked about and we only have one. I mean, they shouldn't be grabbing on anybody, but like we got one, one true post player down there working his little ass off and he can't even move because the homeboy's grabbing him and the ref standing right there and like forgot how to blow his whistle. I was about to lose it. I mean, I was, you did lose it, Jax. Like I'm, I did. You lost your head. And I I literally I kept turning and I'm just like, I've never seen you that thing. And I was like, if you don't call it next time, I'm gonna go crazy. And uh yeah, they never really called it. They called it maybe once the whole game, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that as your first grievance that is probably going to be my biggest grievance uh for the game too i mean they were literally derobing nana at one point at one point they they <laughs> whoever it was i don't remember which which number it was literally grabbed his shorts so hard and was yanking that literally his shorts were coming down off of his off of his butt and i'm like they're gonna pull his pants down and nobody's calling it yeah, it was it was wild for me, but yeah, love you too, solo. When we find out when that is, we'll see you. Yeah, I mean, there's events and things that they have in the cloud, you know, up in the sky. They just haven't put dates or times yet, so we'll see. But as, as soon as we know, you'll know, Pinones. Yes, very good. Um, yeah, that's my. My major grievance was that I have a few others um, while Jacqueline is uh, regaining composure. Um, <laughs> we knew this was going to be a hard rebounding game just because whenever we first walked in the stadium and, and saw how tall these sons of bitches were, I was gonna I was already off the bat nervous and that just made me more nervous. But then as we got through, I was like, well, it wasn't too bad. Um, but they did out-rebound us 44 to our 36. Um they had a lot of defensive rebounds, which again, I'm not surprised. Uh, it's just it's just the way the cookie crumbles. You had one player though who had 10 rebounds and 16 points, a double double, which was uh, number one, Avery. Um, yeah, it's just it's I'm I'm not too upset about it, but I hate when we get out rebounded. Um, I also hate when we get out points in the painted. 
<laughs> it's even a word. I just made it up. I hate when we get out, out rebounded and I hate when we get out points in the painted. Uh, yeah. So they had 30 points in the paint to our 24. Again, typically in the past, that was our bread and butter when we had multiple post players in there fighting, fighting, fighting. Uh, this year, the numbers haven't been as high. And that's just, again, due to the fact that we literally have Nana and, and Day Day down there fighting for every point and chance they can uh, in the paint. We do have some other players who also play well in the paint. But, I mean, in reality, if we're looking at the truth, it's it's literally Nana down there. Um, so it, it's just been it's just been hard goings down there in the paint. There ha- there's going to be some games where our points in the paint are nuts. And, but during conference and against teams like this, they're, they're just not going to be. Um, and so those again, aren't really hard grievances. They're just grievances in general. Um, we outscored them in both halves of the game. Although in the second half of the game, we let them back in and that was a little, uh, stressful because uh, again, we came out to a nice lead. And then again, we let them come back and try to steal that lead from us. And uh, the lead changed once. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew that was going to happen though. As soon as we jumped out early, I was like, I know yep. they're going to come back out of the second half and make adjustments and come back on us. And because you can't sleep on these teams. You can't just like with the ACU game. I was like, they're down, but they're not out. Look what happened. They came back again. We won, but they still barely. <laughs> barely. Yeah. Uh, and then of course this game, New Mexico state game, again, we got out to a, a, a nice lead. And then in the second half, they came back charging. And, and, and that's just, I feel like that's just how it's going to go. If we start off with a lead and go into the half with the lead. And I, it's just, it's just a yeah. pony grievance. It's it's a thorn in my side. It's irritating. Nothing I I can physically do about it. But I, I agree with that. But I, I do have one note on the coming back out of halftime that I, I feel like is it's definitely not the one thing, but I, I think it certainly doesn't help. And this has happened more than just this game. They come right out of halftime and we let them get a massive dunk. Ooh, yeah, I hate that so much. And that that fuels them and gets them fired up right when they come back out there to mm-hmm. get a dunk on us. Because, yeah, it's only two points like any other shot, but it it gets them going. It gets them more fired up and gives them a little more confidence to jump back in there. I hate that more than anything. Like, just don't come out of halftime and let them have a dunk because I, I feel like that just charges them up to to jump back in on us. I agree. I agree 100%. Uh, I'm, I missed a positive and I'm so sorry. I don't want to, I don't want to go back, but I have to. This is the second game of the season where we had under 10 turnovers. I was about to say, I, th- I wanted to say, I think this is only single digit game, but I know I've said that one time other than today. So second one, game of the season. That is a good segue to one of my grievances. So I, well, I'm so, so, so happy that we only had eight turnovers. We got two of them within the first minute and a half of the game. Yeah. 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 We got a fourth of our ton- turnovers in one and a half minutes out of 40. Like, yeah. yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, I know. And, you know, and this is the one thing I'm going to say about Trell in this game. He had three of them. <laughs> um, Nigel had two of them. And then we had two team turnovers. I, 
you know, I'm, I'm not going to talk shit about my, my, my sweet baby trail, but we got to clean that up. <laughs> got to clean that up. Um, obviously I know it's basketball. There's just no way in God's green earth that we can go out from a game and not have any turnovers. It's just physically impossible. Um, but we got to clean those up. Those little, just silly, goofy, dumb turnovers, mishandling the ball, bad passes, whatever it may be. Uh, we, we just have to clean those things up, especially going into these away games that are coming up this week because we'll be playing like some of the top teams in this league and they're not gonna, they're not gonna go light on us guys. No, not at all. Um, no. One of my last grievances was, and I know they didn't, they didn't have just a whole lot of second chance points at 11, but we let them get way, 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 way too many putbacks. And there were just a lot they didn't make. So, I mean, there was one possession where I swear to you, they, they shot it right at the rim at least four to five times. Yeah. And I'm like, am I watching junior high basketball? Like, what are we doing down there? Mm. (laughs) Let them get it that many times and they still can't make it, but we're letting them have another chance. Yeah. 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 It it was, uh, it was just one of those games, hundred percent where the, the rebounding was, was frustrating but when you're you're looking at a team that height wise is is uh, taller than us, unfortunately, it's going to happen. But we just have to be more aggressive down there. That's just the thing that you're going you to have to box out, block out, throw your body around a little bit, and and make sure that you get the rebound. And that's all there is to it. I mean, yeah. It's just hard when when you're, you know, six five and you got someone who you're trying to you're trying to rebound over and they're like six eleven or something, you know, like Yeah. That's just rough. That's just rough. It is. My very last one, and we, we kind of mentioned this earlier, was Trill getting hit in the face. But I'm gonna say whenever I watched the replay back, it looked worse than I thought it did. Okay, good. All right. I'm glad I'm glad you you're telling me that. Like I'm pretty I was mad. I was mad. If, to me, it, and I'm, I'm, I'm obviously I know I'm partial, but I'm, I'm giving this to you straight. It looked like it kind of looked like the dude did it on purpose. Maybe he didn't, but it was like a very, it was a very, because he was driving around trail towards the bucket. If it wasn't on purpose, it was a super exaggerated swing back of the arm as he was passing by. Ah, that just makes me more mad. I was livid, and again, I could barely talk this game, but I was hot regardless maybe it was i mean i don't know uh, only that guy knows if it was on purpose or not but i feel like the referee should have done something but i agree i agree i mean we got called for less is what i'm you know what i'm saying like we got called for dumb shit and 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 then they get nothing when it comes to that type of play i just you know and there's some games where where the refs let a lot of things go and i don't mind it but when you're when you let things go like that that just creates a dangerous situation and a precedent and it just creates a more opportunities for, for, for players to get injured. And we don't need that. Nobody needs that, but we definitely don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It's just that, that, that set me off. I was already hot and I was just, you know what I mean? Like that just made me even pissed off, more pissed off. Nobody hits 
sweet baby trial in the face and gets away with it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Not on our watch. Not, not on my watch, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jax, one word to describe this entire game. What you got? I said retribution because it, it was a tough loss we took to them last year. And I mean, they, oh. they're good. They're a good team. Got a great program. Not ashamed of it, but we wanted, we wanted that home win really bad last year. Um, we really did that being the first year in the whack and they were doing a lot of John. Well, I say they, their fans were doing a lot of John on social. I think the fans and Teddy were doing a lot of talking. Teddy. Yeah, exactly. And then that was, we had a big, we had a big like uh tailgate before the game. Cause it was on a weekend. It was a little bit further down in the season. We had a big tailgate. We had all this stuff going on. It was the heckler reunion. It was the heckler reunion. Yeah. And uh, man, we had a lot of fans there, a lot of people there. And yeah. And it was a tough, it was a tough loss. I mean, I have other things I would like to say about that heckler reunion last year, but I don't want to drudge up bad memories. And uh, I want, I, me too. <laughs> I just, just want to put, I, mm. Black one knows what I'm, I don't even have to tell her. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. And it has nothing to do with New Mexico State, believe it or not. Nothing. <laughs> Shocking. I know. Uh, anyway. Oh, great game. Great win. Uh, my name. My name. <laughs> my name is what? My name is who? See, my voice is already going. Here we go. Uh, so my word was silencer. This is for my boy Trell. Silencer. That's the That's the shirt. That's the shirt. That's the I just need to figure out how to do this in a shirt and then just put silencer over it. <laughs> I got to figure that out. Okay. Um, which I'll mention the shirt stuff in, a, in at the end of GCU. Cause I think uh, that's important, but yeah. So my word is silencer. Those five, five beautiful, beautiful threes that trail hit were disgusting threes and man, it shut them down, baby. Silencer. So that's my word of the game. Silencer for Trell. He's my dog. Ride or die. Love him to pieces. Love it. Mm. Great game, boys. Loved it. Loved the win. Felt good to win and beat New Mexico State at home in the sawmill. Uh, home wins are always going to – home wins are so critical right now, especially with this new resume seating. Got to win at home. Got to win at home. Do or die. No, there's there's no excuses. So, and then anytime we could pick up a win on the road, even better. But gotta win at home. That's just you gotta do it. Um, all right, cool. Moving on to uh, GCU. Yep. So <clears throat> Saturday's game, uh, we played Grand Canyon University at home. This was the day when I I was really struggling. I was. <laughs> I felt so bad for Jax. Like it looked it like. It was such I know it looked like at some points, like you were like in the fetal position next to me. Yeah. I was in so much pain. I was nauseous and I was like, am I going to vomit for the first time in William R. Johnson? I don't know. Hopefully not. It, Cause that would have been wild if that was the reason why you vomited and not yeah. because of all the pre-gaming we used to do last season before games. Right. Yeah. Which we have yet to do a big pre-game, mm -hmm. uh, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. Anywho, um, so I, I made it through, but give a little background. Last, so last year we only played GCU at home. We didn't play them on the road. Um, and 
it was the game right after a, or wait, no, no, no. Maybe it was before New Mexico state. I know we played them right back to back and I don't know if it was before or after. Can't remember. I, I think maybe before, but anyhow, we beat them 71 to 46. I forgot it was that bad. I did too. I thought, I thought it was going to be, I thought it was a closer game last year, but I guess it wasn't, it was an absolute sh- like slaughter. I forgot that we beat them. Badly. Anyhow, this season coming into the game, they were 11 and four overall and they were two and oh, in white plays, same as us. They were no, no, no. They were three. Now. We were three. and know they were two. and know um, undefeated rather. We'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's all the background I have. So now you can give the wax standings and the wax seatings that are up to date. Okay, good. All right. So let me go back here Let me get my, get my, my stats up so that I have the right stats too. Okay. Uh, so for uh whack basketball standings as of today, uh, the most up-to-date ones, um, we have Utah Valley and Steve at Boston State University, both tied for first place um, at 4-0. God, I love to see it. Um, then we have Seattle U at 3-0, Southern Utah 3-1, Grand Canyon 2-1. You're welcome. Sam Houston 2-2, California Baptist 2-2 as well, and Tarleton the same 2-2. Abilene Christian 1-2, Utah Tech 1-2. UTRGV 0 and 4, New Mexico State 0 and 4, UTA 0 and 4. I don't, I'm trying to think of what Kyle had said. He goes, he was trying to remember when the last time is that New Mexico State started off the season 0 and 4. And it, I don't know, because obviously we just, this is our second year in the WAC, so I, I don't know. But, it's just wild to see them down the bottom. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that is the current standings as of today, Sunday, the – what the hell is today's date? The 8th. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, okay, moving forward. To the next part is the new WAC men's basketball resume seating system. Whew. All right. So – Again, as of today, the way this works is that home home wins, and I'm not, I'm not going to go through and explain it again. Just understand that it's based off net stuff. That's all you got to know. Okay. So at the moment, Utah Valley is the number one team resume seeding. Sam Houston's number two. Seattle number three. Grand Canyon number four. Uh, Southern Utah number five. We are number six, so we have moved up from nine to six. So that's good. Uh, so we have moved up. Um, Utah Tech is seven. Tarleton is eight. California Baptist is nine. And then the four teams that would potentially, because I, I think they're still doing nine, nine teams in Whack Vegas. Um, I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's nine. Um, uh, the, the four teams that would be, if today we left for Whack Vegas, the four teams that would be missing out would be New Mexico State, which again, wild. Abilene Christian, which would be wild. Um <laughs> UTRGV and UT Arlington. Um, but yeah, so again, it, it all goes back to the net and home wins are critical home or away games obviously are more are important as well, but you got to win at home. Um, it's very much, it's all based off of net and who you play, who you don't and, and, uh, and what you do during that game. Uh, so yeah, 
it's it's very convoluted. It's very it's very confusing if you don't understand it. But just know that this system it makes sense. It does just for this season. It's it's very weird because there really wasn't a lot of instruction for the fans on how it all worked um, from the WAC, and it, there wasn't a lot of help from the WAC to help these teams get better games than what they got. So yeah. Anyway. So we're number six. So if, if Whack Vegas started today, we would go in at the number six seed. So there you go. Which sucks. It sucks, but better than missing, I guess. My quick hot take on this, and I don't even like I haven't even joined in the convo about that because I just think it's so convoluted, but it really is. I just feel like why didn't we try to make it so complicated when if it's a conference tournament and you're doing conference seating at this point, at that point, my opinion, shouldn't it just count off of how you do playing your conference opponents? Because if you played easy people just to get easy dubs at the beginning of the season, then that shouldn't have anything to do with that. But also you did yourself a disservice by not getting prepared and pushing yourself. So like, let's just judge if it's a conference tournament, let's just judge it on what happens in the conference. Like, I just yeah. feel like we're like trying to make it way more complicated than it has to be. I just don't think it should be. that. Yeah. I, I totally get that. I, I think what I was, what I was reading before, whenever this all first came out was, was that they're trying to model it after how they do the seating, I guess, for the NCAA tournament, um, which is fine. And again, totally fine. Uh, but starting it this season makes to me, again, my opinion made no sense. Why couldn't they have instituted it next season when the teams had more opportunity to schedule the teams that they want, um, where they want, when they want? Um, because, yeah, if you schedule yourself a team like an NAIA team, which we had to play multiple times this season because we couldn't find anybody, um, that does us no favors. None. Even if we win the game by 800 points, it doesn't matter. I still just think it's, I think it's dumb. I think it's dumb because I get, I get doing that for the NCAA tournament because you're dealing yeah. with a ton of different conferences with all different levels yeah. of play and whatever. But like, this is just a conference tournament. We're all in the same conference. So like, let's just count the games against each other and see who comes out on top. Like, no, I mean, I agree with you. I was just saying that's what they so, said. In the yeah. The dumbest thing I've ever I get it. No, I get it. And I was just again, just trying to relay what they had said, why they wanted to do it. And I was just, it it makes sense, but it also doesn't. Because I'm just like, why should it matter? It makes sense for the NCAA tournament, not for a conference. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And I, I think we're the only conference doing this. I think we're literally the only conference that is doing their conference seating this way. That so it's like novel and new and I got to tell you if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't like, this is, this is exactly what we've referred to as trying to get too fancy with it. And then you just mess it up. Okay. Well that makes me angry. Yeah. Cause now I'm thinking about of all the times where people got too fancy with it and that turned into a turnover. Now, now Matt, here we are. But, yeah, <laughs> but yes, you're right. You're right. And it's just, it's, irritating but I guess my thing is now it's, it's done it's instituted it's over with we're gonna have to deal with it even if we don't like it 
but my main thing is, is now that it's here and we have to deal with it. Uh, I would love the WAC to help us, not just us, but the entire WAC teams get games. Because if they're going to reward us, say, for example, playing a, a, a you know, uh, you know, a power five or a power six team, then help us get those games. Well, that's another reason why I don't think it will last because it, it's not, it's a totally nonsensical solution for a conference full of mid-majors that are going to be struggling to schedule worthy enough opponents to give them higher yeah. rating. And pretty much every other team in the WAC probably has little to no issue scheduling these teams because they really haven't had the, and this is no slight to them, but they haven't had the giant killer, you know, s reputation that we do. Like we've beaten the biggest giant in basketball in their home court. Yeah. And so we'll never get a Duke game again. Uh, we'll never get a, the chances of getting a Kansas game are probably slim because we almost beat them. Uh, what chances of us getting an LSU game again? Slim to none. Uh, chances of us getting us a, a Baylor game again? Slim to none. Chances of getting um, a uh, West Virginia? Definitely fucking not. <laughs> Never, ever, ever, ever. I mean, and. <laughs> Chance of getting a Notre Dame game again? <laughs> I would love that retribution, but. Yeah. So it's just, it's really difficult for a team like us, not saying, you know, other teams in the WAC had, it was a cupcake scheduling, but it's really hard for us to get those games. Really hard now because of our reputation. So, which it's cool, but at the same time, if, if we're going to get dinged, because nobody wants to play us other than D3, D2, NIIA teams. What the fuck do they expect us to do? That's my two cents. We'll and we've already spent way too long playing it. <clears throat> we'll see how long it lasts. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, so that's the whack seating for the tournament. <laughs> All of that was just to talk about that. But yeah, it, it we can we can move on to the to the general notes of the game and who our, uh, who our starters were, which I think were probably the same, right? Surely y'all have them memorized by now. If you don't, you should. Uh, we did win 73 to 68. Our attendance, I think was probably the highest it's been this season. 3,000. Oh, so. there was a lot of people there. I liked it. It was nice. 3,286. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, Sean Kennedy stat section, our field goal percentage is 49.2%. Our three-point percentage, 22.2%. Um, our free throws were 72.2. Everything, 0.2. Um, points in the paint, 48. Love to see it. Uh, that, I think that's probably the highest points in the paint this season. I'd have to go back and look, but that gets me hot and hot it's, and bothered. It's close. Uh, we might have it was in the 50s. Um, hey, Rick. Oh, hey, Rick. I hope you're not freezing. It's been like in the 70s down here and very humid. So I <laughs> uh, hope you're doing well, bud. You can't tell. Um, Where's ball? <laughs> okay, we had uh, 18 points off turnovers, 16 second I mean, chance points. Mine's probably the same here, so. 
Well, no, yours doesn't frizz like mine does. Thank no, you. but it gets so dry so fast. Like I have to, like I just washed it yesterday. I'm gonna have to wash it again. Um, 16 fast break points. We had 27 bench points. Rebounds total 32. We did out rebound them. They had 30. Uh, we had 12 offensive and 20 defensive boards. We had 17 fouls, same as them. Um, turnovers, we had nine. They had so only one more than the previous game. Uh, they had 16 turnovers. We had seven steals and five blocks. <clears throat> our game leader was our boy AJ with 15 points, two, re two rebounds, three assists. Um, Rick said it's cold all as well. I figured it was cold. Um, yeah. So our, our other two high – well, we actually the scoring was pretty evenly spread because Day-Day had 11, Nigel had 10, Rati had 9, Robbie had 8, um, Nana had 6, Jalen also had 6, Shrell had 4, and Derek and Kyle each had 2. Uh, so pretty evenly spread out. Yeah. I think I would have to say AJ for my player of the game as well on that. Well, yeah. Uh, a big, just big shout out to Robbie, but we'll get there. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> player of the game caliber, but he's, he's up there. Oh, he, I'm telling you, if he played, if he would have played more in the second half, he would have been my player of the game. hundred um, percent. But I, I'm probably, huh? I think I know one of the reasons he maybe didn't play so much in the second half, but again, we'll get there. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is what it is. You're right. But yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with AJ uh, being player of the game. hundred um, percent. He was Pilgrim's pride player of the game. Um, but as well, I'm also going to give uh, a little shout out to uh, Rati as well. So um, nine points. Did well. Um, had three steals. That's that's big. That's big. Those are that's good for him. Um, three steals, two rebounds. Uh, he only had one personal foul, which again he played twenty six minutes. That's pretty good for playing twenty six minutes. Um, he was one hundred percent on his his free throws. Um, but yeah, I love yeah. to see. He, he played really well. I had Rati as one of my feats of strength because, yeah, he, he played. Yeah. Go, go right into it. Do it. Yeah. Great defense that game. <clears throat> like mm -hmm. the last game, he, he's back on his scoring. Um, he did awesome. Uh, Matt, we talked about. Uh, so our, our boy, Sean Kennedy, from our stat section, he he texted us and was like, Matt, with these rebounds down there like Rodman. Um, yeah. Yeah. He only had three, but he only played 10 minutes. I mean, um, mm -hmm. so I mean, he had half of what Nana had. Nana played 27 minutes. So Nana played almost three times uh, what he did. So he he came in, lots of energy, grabbed some really great rebounds. That was awesome. Uh, Nigel started us off very strong, two out of three on the three-pointers. I, I think he made both of those pretty early, too. Um of course, well, you know, we already talked about AJ. Great game. But I'm going to go off on Robbie for a few minutes. Robbie. I'm glad because I'm, yeah, this. This game was just, he was so, so wild. 
Um, just everything we've said. I mean, he has so much energy. He's so excited. I mean, when he makes a good play, he's like clapping and he's so pumped up and he's like, I mean, he is next level and <laughs> maybe a little over uh, zealous on some things like we've said, but um, man, he yeah. was so, so pumped up. And I'm not mad about it though. I'm and, not, I'm yeah. not mad about it because you know what, because you know what? So many teams do that shit to us too. And it never gets called and it never gets like, you know, warning or whatever. Um, if it does, we don't get notified about it. Um, so I, I support Robbie hundred percent on his taunting. I don't give a shit. I loved it. I don't care. <laughs> I love it when Robbie gets so passionate and fired up that I think he's going to literally scream so loud and break out all the windows in William R. Johnson. Like that's how I felt he was on, um, on Saturday afternoon. He, his first half play was bonkers. And if he would have played the second half more, I feel like it would have been just as bonkers. He didn't. Yeah, I think so too. And that, so, yeah, so basically <clears throat> I think he got a little bit of a warning, like maybe his third little like overzealous moment. Because <laughs> like um, the first two, I don't, the referees did not see them or he, he would have gotten something. Um, but anywho, because so my, my brother came to this game, uh, which I texted him after the game, and I was like, so now we know you're not bad luck to come to a game because for any of you who don't remember, my brother has probably not been to an SFA game in like 15 years or more. And then last season when we played Charlton on the road, which is only 30 minutes from where he lives, uh, he came to the game and we just played terrible. Um, so I was really glad that we won. I was like, okay, now we know you're not bad luck. So you can come back. Um, but when I went up at halftime, he was like, man, he was like, I don't know how number 15 didn't get a technical. I think the rest just didn't, didn't see the, the first couple of things he did, but he was like, I'm not mad about it at all. Not mad. He was like, I'm just saying, if he comes back out like that, he's probably going to get one. Um, so I, I think that might be why he didn't get so much playing time in the second half, but you know what? And I, I understand that coaching move because you don't want to see him get a tech or whatever. Um, and again, I'm, I'm not mad about it either. Cause like you said, other about it. and it's just, he doesn't do it in a mean spirited way. Really? Like, there are different forms of taunting. Mm -hmm. There are taunting and there's just like I'm really hyped up and excited that I just made that and I'm gonna yeah. a little bit and he has such high energy and he's so he's just so inwardly thrilled <laughs> he does well that it's like he just can't contain himself and so I can't even be mad about it but I, I think he he will learn to at least like rein it Do in the right moments Rain it into the point where he won't get a tech called on him. You know? Holy shit! Because I'm just I'm just gonna tell you when he when he made when he made the, I don't know if it was a two pointer jump shot or if it was like a just a little like layup and he ran over by 
<laughs> GCU bench and stare at those sons of bitches down and basically did like <laughs> I was like <laughs> and that one the ref completely missed it because he had his we're back turned to already back on the other side of the court I mean completely missed the whole thing oh my god I was laughing so hard so hard and I just I Anytime Robbie was in the game, I just couldn't stop laughing. I couldn't because of how fired up this boy was. Literally, I mean, after every play, no matter if it was him or somebody else, it was just, I mean, even on the inbounds. (laughs) (laughs) This kid, man. This kid, I, I could talk about him for another 20 minutes, but I'm 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 gonna try and rein it in. Uh, there's just something about him. He I love him. He's crack he cracks me up, man. Just looking at his face though, honestly, sometimes just cracks me up. You know, and 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 then all of a sudden at random times, if he's on the bench, he'll just stand up and just start going, take that. Yeah, he's and uh, whatever. We we've gone over it for 45 minutes in detail, but I don't care. Um, he's just one of those players who's so fun to watch because, you know. I mean, you know he loves the game. Testament to all that. My, my brother, I mean, he loves basketball, but my brother's not, he's not like me. He's not one of those people who will just sit down and watch a game just to watch a game. Like he, he kind of has to have some interest level or connection or know someone playing, mm-hmm. whatever. Right. Um, and uh, when I went up there at halftime, he was literally like just cracking up. And he was like, I love number 15. I love his energy. Like he's probably going to get a tech the second half, but I'm not even mad about it. Meaning so, like, you know, people who are just kind of casual. Yeah. Viewers, that's the first game my brother's seen all season. And he was just like, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I, I, you know, and I was, and to be honest with you, Jacqueline, if he would have got a tech for his uh, little move on the other side of the court towards the GCU benches, I would have been like, oh, well. You know, there's there's not many times where if a player gets a tech that I'm just like, oh, well, about it. Like, on that instance, oh, well. You know what? Let's get fired up. Let's get wild. Let's get weird. I'm here for it. Let's do it. And it, he, he was impressing me so much that I – Fought with my phone for 20 minutes so I could send a tweet out during halftime that said, and I quote, because I sent it to Jacqueline because we, because, hold on, where'd it go? Um, because uh, he, he screenshotted it. Oh, yeah. Robbie Armbrister. Wait, no, that, that's not the tweet. Oh, damn it. Hold on. I got to go back to our text conversation. Um, I tweeted it. I said, there it is. It says, Robbie Armbrust is that dog. And <laughs> it's a picture of Michael Scott. <laughs> I might be a basketball machine. And so he, he screenshotted that and put it on his, uh, on his <laughs> Instagram. And he says, back to that real Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he screenshotted our tweet. I'm dead. <laughs> he put it on. So funny. Oh, it was just great. Robbie, love the fire, love the passion. Never stop. Maybe just rein it in and only show it at specific times. I don't know. (laughs) 
But at the same time, I don't give a shit. Just do what yeah, you want. Like, you know what? We're going to get texts throughout the season. So I would at least rather it be something like that than something like mean spirited or derogatory or like. Yeah. 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 Or like a dumb flop charge. It's not a flop. Yeah. I would rather it be because you're just pumped up. 100%. I agree. I agree. Um, oh my God. The, the points in the paint being at 48 this game, A, shocked me because, again, we, we're playing against another pretty tall team. But at the same time, uh, I didn't realize how what dogs we were in the paint this game. Um, well, it's mainly because they wouldn't let us get a damn three-point shot off to save our lives. The only people that were able to get a three-point shot off and actually make it uh, were Nigel and uh, Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> we literally we took nine made two um <laughs> so all of our points had to come from down in the paint uh you know two pointers paint jaw uh or not two but sorry uh, like jump shots layups etc and another thing too and based off of what i because i when i talked to kyle um on Friday before this game on Saturday, he had said, he's like, in order, he's like, you guys have to shoot your free, your free throws and you have to make them. Cause that's one of the reasons why uh, Sam didn't win on when, when GCU played them is because of the free throws. So um, I was like, God, we have to make these free throws because GCU's free throws nuts. Like, yeah. They bear, in that first half, I don't think they missed any. Mm -mm. They, they were a hundred percent first half. So <clears throat> I was really glad to see that. Um, even though our free throw percentage wasn't obviously as good as theirs, we still hung with them. So that was that was that was good for me. Um, I'll say it again. This is the third game of the season. With less than 10 turnovers. Love to see it. Oh, my God. Third game of the season with less than 10 turnovers. I love it so much. Um, they basically had almost double the turnovers that we did. Almost. Um, almost, yeah. Almost. So, great. I love it. What a great, uh, just a great game all around. It was stressful. I was going to lose my mind. Ugh. Jacqueline? Um, I only have one, one more uh, feat of strength that I have to note. And Trell took a major, major block at the very end of the or charge. Charge, yeah. Um, he's always so good at taking charges. but He really is. He's like one of the best. I have to highlight it whenever he gets one. Oh, um, uh, yeah, no, he's one of the best at taking charges. Honestly, he, he does it very well. Um, another great thing I would like to point out is uh, at, at the post game, um, they uh, sang happy birthday to one of our sweet little fans and in the locker room gave him a game worn jersey, which is which was Day's jersey, which we'll bring up, I'm sure, in the grievances. Um, and so they gave him that jersey and they sang happy birthday to him. And so that was just a really sweet moment. And I love when we can uh, make our fans feel special and important because they are, especially ones like Ant. He is, he's at every game cheering. He's such a sweet boy. 
Um, and he's seen a lot of adversity in his life. And so that was just a really sweet moment. Loved it. I'm sure everybody's probably seen it on social media. And if you haven't go check it out, it's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those things. Um, super sweet. Loved it. Also, I'd like to give a shout out to whoever made, this is a great strength. Whoever made this cool, like poster for the game day. Hold on. Oh yeah. Uh, badass. So love that. Keep that up. Um, I'm trying to check my phone to see if I had anything else written down. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, I think that might've been it. This has absolutely nothing to do with anything, but this is a feat of strength for me. This stuff is so what good. Is this? What is that? Candy pop popcorn. M &M. <laughs> it's popcorn with chocolate drizzled on it and little mini M&Ms. Oh, well, that just sounds delicious. In case y'all are wondering what I'm munching, <clears throat> I'm talking. Well, that sounds so good. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm going to need some of that. Um, let me check, make sure I didn't have anything else I wanted to say positively. Um, Nigel had a great, I think he had a great game offensively. Um, he didn't play as much as he normally does. He only played for 17 minutes. Most of that came in the first half. Um, he didn't have as many, many minutes in the second half. I think he might've been, uh, battling cramps. And yeah, so I think he had to be cramping because I know dad texted and was like, where is he? Like, we haven't seen him on the, we're in the second half hardly. And we looked over there and he was on the bike. Yeah. So I think he was battling cramps. And so that, that stinks, but, um, I'm glad it wasn't something more serious, but, uh, for the 17 minutes he was in the game, he scored 10 points, uh, he was he hit the the only two three pointers of the game, um, and so again, great game from Nigel. What he was in the game for, um, and I, again, can't say even though uh, AJ was high point, played lights out. Of course, Day Day with his eleven points, um, he had five rebounds. I gotta also give a shout out to Nana with his six rebounds. He had as many rebounds as he did points. <laughs> which is funny to me. Um, <clears throat> he also tried for a three, almost hit it, but almost did. Almost did. Uh, he doesn't try for the threes often, but when he does, usually nine times out of 10, they go in. This one did not go in, but uh, I always appreciate his effort on trying. He was really, really, I, I, this is, will be my, <clears throat> my last uh, feat of strength. I, I really enjoyed watching Nana play on, uh, on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon. I think, he he does what he can down there in, in the paint. And I think he he played really well versus a very difficult GCU team. Um and I think he he did he did well. For the 27 minutes he was in the game, he he did well with those six rebounds. Um he also had three blocks, which were again very, very good blocks that came at the right times. Um and then he his turnovers are getting better. He's not having as many during the games. So his ball handling skills are getting better. Um, still need to work on it, but definitely getting better. And I think they're giving him some better passes too. because That also helps. Exactly. No, good point. Rick said, I forgot to tell you all, I'm going to ATL for business next week, and I'm going to rock my figure. Good. Yay. Take a picture and uh, send it to us or post it so we can see. I know. I can't wait to see you, who you run into because I feel like no matter where you go, if you wear something as a base, somebody's going to comment on it. Especially in the ATL, because I feel like, especially with like Kevon, he's from that area. We've had a couple, got a couple players from that area. So 
yeah. I think you'll definitely get a couple uh, couple uh, people to say hi. Um, yeah, the, this, the league changed seven times during this game. It wasn't an easy win. We battled and battled and battled the entire game. Um, we outscored them in the first half by four, but man, oh man, they came back with a vengeance again in the second half. We only outscored them by one in the second half. And so it was, uh, like I said, it, it was a absolute battle the entire time. So a uh, great game from them. Anything else on your end before I move, we move to the? No. All right, let's go it. get it. With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. You. <clears throat> so my first one going off the the last game when I was griping at the refs about them not calling the holding. Obviously, they didn't <clears throat> call the holding this game either because poor Day's jersey was ripped top to bottom. I mean, he looked like they were getting him ready to like perform open heart surgery or put the paddles on or something. Like it was ripped from. It looked like. Belly button. Yeah, it, it looked like the Wolverine just went with like one of his nails down the front of his jersey. And I'm sitting here thinking, how the hell was that not called? And you want to know my other complaint? So, well, so first off, during the game, I I didn't see exactly when it happened. And I so I was like, when did that? I, I guess I missed it. And, um, and then Dad and I were talking about, I was like, they let it go for at least like another possession or two after I noticed it. And dad was like, yeah, they should have, like, they should have had him change immediately because um, that's, that's a safety hazard. Someone could get their hand or arm caught in there trying to guard him and really get hurt. Um, and so whenever I watched it back, Hunter, I like the 42 look though. No, I'm used to Day Day being number three. But it was funny that he was number 42. And so I'm literally yelling. I'm like, man, that 42, he's playing a lot like this guy named Day Day. But um, so I got even more frustrated about it whenever I rewatched the game today because right whenever it happened, I think they actually did call a foul. Mm. So Day Day went up to shoot free throws and the referee literally saw that it was ripped and walked up to him and you could see him acknowledge it. And then continues to let him shoot and play go on. And granted, we were, I think, about a minute, uh, 100 plus the birthday present after. I know that was really sweet. It was really sweet to give Aunt the, the game-worn jersey for sure with the big old rip. <laughs> that was cute. That was cute. Serendipitous on that. But yeah. yeah. So what I was saying is, granted, I think we were maybe like a minute away from, you know, the media timeout marker. Um, so I guess he thought, well, we'll have a media timeout soon with more time. But like, to me, that's something if it was, if the shot clock didn't get reset or if the game clock didn't get reset, they would stop and go over there and take all the time in the world to look at the monitor for that. Yeah. So this is a safety issue. Like, why would you not stop right then? As soon as you see it, you, you already got play stop for the free throws and send him over there to put on a different Jersey. Like, I know. I just, didn't, I just didn't like that. I don't like that. And and plus, for heaven forbid, if someone gets a little speck of blood on their jersey, stop the presses, stop everything, stop it, 
we, we got to get this tiny little speck of blood off your jersey before we can continue. But yet we'll allow the big gaping hole in Day Day's jersey to go on. Because, listen, I'm not concerned for Day Day, but as much as they were obviously grabbing, someone could lose a finger in that jersey. Just saying. This is the truth. Anyway, that's my main grievance from this game, but that's my number one. Well, no, my other main grievance is this. And I'm sorry, I'm going to offend a lot of people with this. Oh boy. I'm sure. But their head coach, I know he's like coaching royalty basically because whatever. he, His dad coached at Valparaiso. He coached, I think he coached at Valparaiso. He played in the NBA. His brother coaches at Baylor. So they think they're all hot shit, whatever. This is the whack. We're not like in the NFL or the NBA. I don't know why you have your your assistant coach with his pants that are flooding about three inches walking over to try to join in our huddle. Like, does he want to be on SFA staff? I don't understand. I just, it boggles my mind. Like, I don't, I don't know what little piece of information he thought he was going to glean from that. That was going to be just so helpful because really the only thing you need to know is the lineup and you can walk to the scorer's table and ask who's checked in. So like, I don't, what else are you trying to figure out? Like it was just so, I don't know why I can explain why it was so annoying to me, but it was so annoying to me once Sean Kennedy texted us and pointed it out because every time out that dude was walking all the way to half court, just looking. looking. Sometimes even past half court, he was past the line. And why the referees would make him go back over. I don't know what they thought they were going to figure out. I don't know. I'm just like, man, come on. What are you even doing? Go get some new pants that are long enough. I was just laughing so hard because you were just getting worked up in a tizzy because of this. Like to the point where you were standing up and saying like, if he doesn't get his ass back over that line and back over to his group, I'm going to start yelling and telling him. I'm I'm like, (laughs) I was about to go out there and heckle this man. Oh my God. I know. And I'm sitting here like, thanks Kennedy. Thanks Kennedy for pointing this out. Now Jacqueline can't get over it. I just stuff like that really rubs me the wrong way. I know. I mean, and Again, what are you finding out that's so helpful and pressing? Yeah, I mean, nothing. He's literally just looking at who's in and who's not. It's nothing critical that he can't get from just a quick stare and then work it from the scorer's table and ask who's checked in because they got to check in if they're going in the game so that they know which players are in to put up on the board. So, like, you don't have to come stare us down to figure that out. Yeah, it was a little, uh, it was just a little much. And you're right. As soon as it was pointed out, then you just couldn't look away. And then it was just, yeah, I, I, I know, I know. Oh my God. Um, I, I was also, I will be remiss if I do not mention my grievance versus the dark haired ref who just refused to call the, the grabbing penalty or the grabbing fouls also refusing to call any sort of flopping foul under the basket. Um, Just there were at least two instances where it could have been called a flop on GCU. And now again, granted, there were a couple that were not. I mean, hard hit, hard, you know, block. Got it. But there was a couple that were just obvious flops, no call. To go 10 minutes into the second half and no fouls. 
on GCU. There was 10 minutes into the second half, there were no fouls on GCU. None. Yeah. How? And we got players with ripped jerseys. Like, how? Exactly. I'm sitting here screaming my little horse throat off, trying to get someone to call a freaking holding foul, someone to get something. I mean, and the amount of times I saw, um, you know, carries being happening, all of those things and nothing. And I'm just blown away by how refs, and another thing too is there's they were calling a lot of calls that weren't even in their area. Like the person who should have been calling it wasn't calling it. And I'm just like, they're having to basically do your job for you because you're not calling the fouls in your area. What are you doing? Well, and my only other referee grievance was, I think it was the tall, bald one. Um, literally almost got ran over because he got right in the middle of the play. And then poor AJ, that's why he missed that three-pointer. Yeah, because he literally ran right into AJ as he was trying to shoot the damn ball. And I'm like, like you're not refereeing a game before, man? Like, I literally said so loud. I was like, if you can't keep up with the play ahead of it, get off the fucking court. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that pissed me off, the fact that you got into the way of a player, whether it be us or GCU, I don't care. You literally got in the way and hindered him from shooting the shot. Well, and that goes back to my dad's grievance a few games ago when the referee could, like, if you're not in the shape or ability to keep up and out, uh, keep up and down the court and out of the player's way, then you don't need to be down there. Retire. Goodbye. Drop some LBs. Like, I know I can never ref a game because that's a lot of back and forth. I'd be winded after two seconds. But, like, and I know that, so I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? So there's a difference in just the average person and someone who's trying to referee men's D1 college basketball. Like you got to be in some shape. You do. You know, you really, you really do. Um, that was, that was, that was a trip. Um, I was annoyed with that. 100%. Yeah. So, um, trying to figure out what my other. So, personal foul wise, uh, didn't have a lot of guys in foul trouble, which was nice. I mean, we had a couple, we had one, we had a AJ with three. And Nana with three, but other than that, um, nothing too crazy, <clears throat> which is nice to see. Uh, and I'm glad that they finally evened up the fouls to 17 and 17, because again, in the, for a while there, GCU had none. So that was nice to see yeah. that they, uh, they evened it up. Um, I feel like there was something else and I should have wrote it down. There was something else that happened during that game that just, man, it grinded my gears and I was so pissed off. Um, well, I just had two more small things on actually. On maybe, our- maybe it's one of mine or maybe you have something that I wanted to say. Yeah, go ahead. Cause most of the other ones I was complaining about other stuff, but on our actual play, I, I felt like we just let them have a lot of really easy buckets that could have been more easily stopped. Like they didn't even have to work for it. And I just don't like that. Like at least, I mean, they make a three, some of those three pointers, like, yeah, okay, you run out there and you have your hand in their face and they still make it like can't stop that. But if it's just a wide open, easy little layup, toss in bucket, I don't like that. And um on the flip side of that, we had some easy buckets that we didn't finish, like several. Oh, <clears throat> I that that might have been what my grievance was. The the easy buckets that, you know, wide open layups, wide open twos. 
just not finishing. And that, that was pretty frustrating on our end. And I'm sure it was frustrating on their end as well. Um, I was trying to look at the stats to see what the, uh, Um, all right. Well, I guess that's all right. It wasn't too bad. Um, obviously I'd wish the three pointer percentage wasn't so dog shit, but what are you going to do? Um, all right. Well, that's about all I had then. Yeah. Then I had had one more grievance. This is, this is more towards the end of the game, but Jacqueline knows what I'm going to say, but y'all, this is one of my biggest pet peeves. It really is. (laughs) Listen, y'all know, y'all know, I understand basketball. I understand it. I get there are situations where if it's towards the end of the game and maybe you're only behind one possession, maybe two, and you really time is not on your side. So you need to foul to get the ball back even if it means taking the risk of them making free throws. But I'm sorry. Like, some teams do it excessively. And I'm like, there's a certain point where it's not that you're giving up, but the game is over. Let it end. Like, we don't need to keep at this. There gets to be a certain point where you're literally just giving the other team more opportunities to make it a bigger win. And I just don't get it. At that point, I'm like, why are we wasting our time? I don't understand. Like, I'm sorry, when it's, I had to put down the times here. When you're down nine points with 45 seconds, listen, that's best case scenario, that's three possessions. Best case, if you make three threes in a row, that's three possessions. And then if you let the other team make free throws, now you're down four possessions. So what is the point? You aren't going to come back four possessions in 45 seconds, seven points with 35 seconds. And then six points with 15 seconds, and they fouled us again. I'm like, for what? What are we doing? I got to pee. I'm holding it for 40 minutes. I need this game to be over so that I can give my boys their hugs and high fives and go pee and get on the road. Ooh, that brings up a grievance for me. Yeah. What are um, I can't stand that. I can't. I, I have to agree with you on that. You know, <clears throat> have has has – have we seen miraculous comebacks where you're down 10 points under a minute to go and you, it's just miraculously you're coming back and you're able to foul your way or get it back. Very rare. Very rare. Has it happened? Sure. Very rare. It's you're just, you're, you're, you're literally just elongating the game for no reason. And I agree with you on that. There's just no point. There is a line. There is a line where, it's possible and you know it's worth the risk of adding a few more points if you're already going to lose but like there's a cutoff i'm sorry there is a cutoff no I, I i tend to agree with you on that um so my last grievance is and i'm saying this with the nicest smile on my face as possible <sighs> lumberjack basketball team if y'all don't start coming over and giving all the people along behind the bench hugs, all of y'all after the game, win or lose, I'm going to freaking walk my happy ass up the ramp and find you wherever you're at and yell at you. It has been dwindling the last few games. I don't get it. Dwindled. We pretty much are down to just Nana, Trill, 
AJ and I think they're kind of the only ones who come by, sometimes right? Sometimes Derek, sometimes not. Derek. Well, I said Nana, Trill, and AJ. They always come. Sometimes yeah. today. Where are y'all at? <clears throat> I would have loved to give Robbie a hug after that game. I would have loved to give Robbie a hug after that game too. Like, love. Even, listen, even the players who don't play, we want to see y'all too. Yeah. We want to see our little Davion and ask him how he's doing. We know he's, you know, probably retreating now. So that's fine. We still want to see you. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> and um, there's little old ladies that come down too. And I, was just, I was just about to say that. I was like, it's not just for us. Like there are multiple people that walk down the stairs, little old ladies, little old men who walk all the way the down there. They walk all the way down there to see y'all. Yeah. It's not just for us. Like, yes, we obviously, we want the hug for us, but there's at least five or six elderly people who walk down the stairs to come and give you a hug or a handshake or a high five and tell you good game. And, and if you're not, if you don't come over and see them, they, we hear it in their voices. They're, they're extremely upset. So those are some treacherous stairs to brave to get to see y'all. And then. So if you're listening or if you're not listening, uh, Kemper, I know you're listening. Could you, <laughs> could you relay this you message? Can you relay this message to the team? Uh, we have a couple of away games coming up here, so we have some time uh, before the next home game. Would you mind, would you be so kind as to remind them that the girls behind the bench who lose their voice yelling every game um, and that support you and love you would love a hug after the game, win or lose. We want to give you some good positive reinforcement or some – you know, some, just some hugs and the support. That was a stroke of genius to put Kemper on that task. I have it every now and then I, I have a, I have a fucking brilliant idea. Sure it doesn't come often, but it's, it's. I'm sure he'll come through for us. We would really appreciate that Kemper because. And I get it. I get every once in a while there's going to be a game that, like, they're just not in the mood and they don't want to come over. And that's fine. I get it. But, like, at the same time, like you said, win or lose, we want to give them a hug and give them a little, you know, word of encouragement, a little, little pep, a little boost. Because um, that's what that's what we're here for. That's why we're doing this. That's why we devote all the time. We're fans. That's why I watch every single game to make these notes and talk about this stuff. And like, I, I mean, I remember some of our, like, honestly, some of our like most touching moments were when, like, I remember, uh, I can't remember what year it was because my ears are smushed now, but it was Nate Bain's junior year, Nate and Kevon's junior year when we didn't even make conference. Oh. And the last home game, they knew, they knew going in, we had a not good season. They knew we weren't even going to make the conference tournament. They knew that was their last game of the season. And when the game was over, I mean, anybody who knows Nate or doesn't know Nate, he's very emotional guy, good and bad. Um, and he was just in tears and he still came over and we both gave him the biggest, tightest hug 
Oh, that broke my little black heart. That was a rough, rough season. And that was a rough game to watch them all break down and get so like upset, emotional that, that hurt. Oh my God. Not much will thaw the ice around my heart, but that did. Um, I felt so bad that that was a bad season, man. <sighs> anyway, yeah, but our point yeah. is, so we're we're you know obviously y'all feel a lot more than we do, but yeah, we're, we're along for the ride as a viewer, as a fan, and so we want to give you all encouragement, and even if it's a bad game, we want to give you yeah. all love and tell you it's one game. It's one game. John, literally, even during the game, I try to make eye contact with someone. And normally it's Trell or JJP. They they sometimes I make eye contact with them. It's with Trell most often. <clears throat> and sometimes something will happen, or like he's on the they're in the huddle, or like he's walking off the court <clears throat> and going to sit down. And he like either something like either he just fouled and he came out, or he missed a shot and he came out. And I just I look at him like Trell, next play. Don't worry about it. Brush yeah. it off. Keep going. Don't worry about it. And he kind of like side glances at me and goes mm. <laughs> like a little nod. I'm like, that's, that's all you need. That's sometimes that's all you need, man. And uh, so anyway, that's my grievance as lovingly as possible. Kemper, tell the boys, we just want to give them a freaking hug for any, for no other reason, but just to say we support you and we're here. We got your back. Literally. We sit behind you and look at your backs the whole <laughs> day. <clears throat> all right. So, Jacqueline, I have a really important question to ask you. Yes. What is your one word to describe this entire game versus GCU? So mine was uh, very simplistic because it's uh, in reference to our conference record as well as our record against GCU. We are undefeated. Four and oh. Four, four, oh. We have four. not lost to GCU yet, and we have not lost in conference. <clears throat> Yay. Knock on wood. Because, um, well, before but the because, but my word is, I don't even remember what I put. Booyah! That's my word. <laughs> I put booyah because of a couple of reasons. One, Robbie, booyah. First half of that game was absolutely disgusting from you, and I want to see more of it. I want to see all of it. Let's freaking go. I was pumped pumped for that for mm, mm. anyway okay booyah because we won booyah also booyah to uh <laughs> to uh having the uh the special room open upstairs so that i could get food for free <laughs> before the game that was a booyah that pretzel was delicious by the way uh, and I got free food and water. Mwah. Loved it. Thank you very much. That was a booyah as well. Um, but no booyah to poor Jacqueline feeling like dick. And no booyah to me still having barely any voice. Good news is you have <clears throat> a week to rest it up. Or more more than a week before we have another home game. Thank God. Thank God. All right. <clears throat> Which brings us to. <clears throat> See, God bless to the upcoming games. So, as you know, 
that was the last game of our homestand. Now we are road warriors for three games in a row. January the 12th, Thursday, 8 o'clock p.m., we are at Utah Tech playing at St. George, Utah. Oh, boy. Really good team this year. They've been playing lights out as well. Uh, two days later, January 14th on Saturday, 2 o'clock p.m., we are playing Southern Utah in Cedar City, Utah. Um, I would love to eventually go to a game in Utah. I really would. I think Utah is beautiful. They have amazing scenery. I would really, really, really one day, uh, obviously not this season, maybe next season, go to a Utah game because it's so beautiful up there. So I would really love to try to do that, make it a long weekend or something and, and go because um, I think Utah is beautiful. I would love to go see the parks up there. Um, anyway, and then <clears throat> the next week, January 19th, which is a Thursday, we are playing in Prison Town, Huntsville, Texas. We so we haven't talked about that one. Should we try to make that game? Or I know, so I was just thinking, are we going to go to that game? Um, yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's more up to you because you're the one that lives further. I'm off on Fridays, so it doesn't necessarily matter to me too much. Um, and um, the only thing that I would be missing on Thursday would be trivia, but I kind of already assumed that we would most likely be going. So I've already in my head said whatever, um, but that's up to you. Let's do it. Well, you know what? It's their last year in the whack. Yep. We are one of our last opportunities to go watch them play in Huntsville. So I say, why the fuck not? Plus I would love to have some potato shack. Me too. <laughs> I told Kyle like three times on Friday whenever we were hanging out. I was like, I'm, I'm not kidding, Kyle. I hate Huntsville, but I love Potato Shack. It's so good. I can't wait. I can't remember. I'm going to have to look at their menu. I can't remember exactly what I got, but I'm ordering the exact same thing because it was delightful. Yeah, I, we, I have the same thing as well every time I go. Um, so anyone listening that would like to go with us to the Sam Houston game in Huntsville, holler at your girls. We will be going. Uh, yeah. Not sure what time we'll leave on Thursday, but we'll uh, we'll 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 post it on the socials. Um, but yeah, definitely gonna go to that game. Would love to watch us. I mean, that's oh, that's gonna be such a. As much as I hate to admit it, Sam Houston is really good this year, and I, I'm I'm nervous for that game because the last game we played at fucking Huntsville, it was an absolute disaster. It was so bad. It was not good. So, to piggyback off Jacqueline's word from earlier, I would love some retribution. Because <laughs> it was such a bad game. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've never I've never seen them play worse in my fucking life. And, I mean, any SFA team in my life. Anyway, <laughs> it's in the past. It's in the past, but God, I would love for some payback for that because that was such a bad game. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so then moving forward, we'll come back home on January 25th, which is a Wednesday. Um, 
playing UTRGV at home. And then that weekend on the 28th is our ambassador assembly weekend. Um, and we'll be playing at Seattle U at 4.30 on Saturday. I believe that's a double header with the ladies playing earlier. If I can recall, let me look really quickly. Um, yeah, the girls play earlier at 2 and they're playing CBU. And then we would play at 4.30 or, you know, at like X amount of hour or so after that game's over <clears throat> at 4.30. So that'll be fun. Sweet. Cool. And that rounds out January's schedule. Gotta love it. So Jacqueline, you want to take a trip to Grand Canyon on February? <laughs> I would actually love to. I love Phoenix. Oh, I would love to as well. I, I mean, I, someone wants to pay for our tickets or flies out there. Uber Andy. Huh? Uber Andy. <laughs> right. <laughs> but seriously though I, I would love to go so if anybody wants to hook hook it up um, but I do think looking ahead at the schedule we are playing UTRGV on a Saturday so that might be doable I think it would still have to be overnight because isn't that like oh. a drive or a seven hour drive or something oh we would definitely stay overnight oh yeah we would definitely stay overnight there's not many uh, yeah, no, I would definitely stay overnight for that. Um, and then that's rough that Abilene Christian's on a freaking uh, Wednesday. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah. And then Antonio. Sorry, Antonio. Love you, brother, but we'll have to make another one um, next year. Okay, cool. So. <clears throat> couple things before we sign off are as follows. Uh, I know last time we talked about um, our new website. It's up. It's running. We love it. Thank you all for, for going and checking it out. Those who have been going on there, I've looked at the, the clicks and we appreciate it. Um, also, though, I've started creating our, um, our T-shirt merch store. So there are three designs currently on the store if you are so inclined to go and purchase some of our game day merch. We're trying to <clears throat> basically trying to like cultivate an online store that has like a lot of fun um, t-shirts, things that maybe the fans want that we don't have um, some fun designs, game day shirts, all those things. So um, if you go onto our website and go to the link at the top that says shop our merch, you'll be able to go and see all the fun things that we are um, coming out with. I'm trying to pull up the, the website right now so that or the site so you can see it. Um, and I can visually show you where all of these things are. So let me share my screen with you and I will show you where it's at. Um, and for those who are listening, all you have to do, like I said, is go on to any of our, any of our social media sites and click on the website that's on there. And just, like I said, follow to see the link that says shop our merch. <clears throat> so hopefully it's on there. You can see it now. Oh, there we are. And then here's our little store. And you just have to click on this bonfire link in our website and that redirects you to the store. Click, click, come on now, go quicker. Here we go. Thinking. 
There we go. So, <clears throat> oh shit, we're good. Uh, so I added this new lumberjack basketball game day. Some of the so the two designs I I put on there were two of the other designs that we had you guys vote for. Um, I'm working on something new that wasn't something that was voted on. Um, so we've already had people ordering the lumberjack game day, um, and I try to make it so that you could still wear it in purple, so that I made the lumberjack lighter. Um, but you can also get it in black and also a darker color too, um, if you so desire. So you can get that in a t-shirt, <clears throat> you can get it in long sleeves, hoodies, sweaters, you know, there's use sizes, whatever you want to get. Crop tea. Um, crop tea. Yeah. <clears throat> All the fun things. Um, and the crop t-shirt and I really like it. Yeah. The crop t-shirts are super comfortable. Um, and then, of course, uh, our other design is this Axum basketball design, too. And there's no purple shirts for this one because um, obviously the uh, the basketball itself is like a light purple. So it really wouldn't show up on. So all of these are light colors. The only thing that has a purple is this comfort color long sleeve because it actually is a nice shade of purple that it would pop out on. Um, so that works pretty well. Um, and then, yeah, so you, this is available, like I said, in, in multiple other options, long sleeves, short sleeves, hoodies, um, the crappie tee as well. You can get that in regular white. Um, so lots of options. And then, of course, our original uh, Lumberjack Giant Killer shirt is also on here as well. So you can get one of those if you don't have one of those, too. So lots of options. I'm adding new ones, basically as soon as I can think of the design. And if there's a design that you would love to see, um, just let us know and I can go to, what is the website? So Rick, if you go on to, like I said, under our socials, like on Facebook or on Instagram, there's a link on there um, that you can click on and go and, and purchase it. All you have to do is go to our regular website and go to shop our merch. Um, <clears throat> I'll put the link at the bottom in, in the in the chat, if that's helpful. There you go. It's coming, there you go. It's on there. So yeah, hope you guys go on there and grab some merch. That helps us out a lot too, because any money that comes through that, um, <clears throat> we, we will keep it, we do keep it for ourselves, but we literally use it for any time we go travel. Um, we use it for, you know, lodging, food, anytime we travel for basketball, not just for like leisure. <laughs> we use it for when we go and watch the team for basketball, not for like Jacqueline's random weekend in Austin or something like that, or my random weekend in Houston. It's all for basketball stuff. So, and we always do give at least a portion to the Purple Lights one. So, yeah, yeah, even if it's like $5, but we still give some portion to Purple Lights. So, um, anytime you support us, you're supporting them, um, which also reminds me to say that anytime you drink Fredonia beer, you are supporting SFA Athletics. So specifically when you buy Purple Lights, buy Purple Lights at the games. Um, and if you've never tried our beer before, talk to me, um, come to the brewery itself. We'll give you a taste of it all. Um, we'll explain it. Um, but Purple Lights literally just tastes like a regular light lager beer very comparable to a Michelob Ultra or like a Miller Lite or a Coors. Um, 
And so it's a light beer, easy to drink. And so if you're like, no, I've been a Michelob person my entire life, I understand. At least just give it a try. And plus, when you buy a Purple Lights can at the game, in the store, at the brewery, or if you buy it on tap, it's it's helping us with athletics. So why the hell not? Right? Well, I'm sorry. You were kind of breaking up. Oh, sorry. I was saying you like it, which is yeah, I do. Uh, I mean, yeah, like she said, it's a very light beer. So even people like myself who are not big beer drinkers, you'll like it enough to drink it. I promise you. This is facts. This is facts. <clears throat> um, and of course, lastly, always we like to support and shout out my plates because of course, Sean Kennedy. And also because we love our my plates, uh, classic win-win situation. You get a sweet plate. SFA pride on your car and the athletics teams gets about 50% of your purchase price. Um, I'm tired of seeing all those AMs, all those Texas tech plates. And apparently Jacqueline saw a Sam Houston plate. Ugh. Tired of seeing those on the road. I would love to see more purple. It's beautiful. It's lovely. It's easy to purchase. You just go to www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks. Um, you can basically spend as much as you want to spend on it. You can get one year, three year, five year terms, um, and you can get it personalized or not personalized. And uh, again, it's a great way to support your lumberjack and ladyjack bas basketball, football, uh, soccer, volleyball, basically the entire athletics department. So make sure you guys do that. If you want to support your jacks, it is a Stephen F. Awesome way to be a real fan and we love our plates thank you sean kennedy love them and i'm losing my voice so it's time to go <laughs> we love you guys we appreciate your support and listening for almost two hours it was long-winded podcast but um hopefully that'll help your uh your commute into work or something <laughs> or a long road trip yeah <laughs> I'm Kemper. You can listen on the way to the games because you'll have two plenty of to listen to um, on the way to the away games this weekend. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have plenty to download and watch. Oh my God, bless his little heart. Anyway, um, like I said, we love you guys. Go buy some merch. Support us. I'm gonna actually go order myself our own merch in about five minutes here once we log off. So um, I hope to see those shirts done. The sawmill. We've seen a lot of our shirts actually in the sawmill, so it's been fun. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it is, yeah. Neat. It is neat. It really is. Um, all right. We love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful night. Have a great Saturday, Sunday night. And ugh, shit, man. Hopefully, you have a great week this week. And uh, as always, ask some jacks. Without some jacks. Adios, amigos.